Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the cocktail of the week this week is the shipwreck. It is coconut rum, amaretto, aka Di Sarono, mm-hmm. Sprite, mm-hmm. and that's it. A little bit of lime juice squeezed on top. I like Sprite. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Coconut and Sprite. That probably goes pretty well. And amaretto, yeah. We don't. Ha- I don't have any Sprite here, which is why I didn't make it for us. But it'd be delish. 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 <laughs> All right. Why is it called a shipwreck? I look, I don't know. I was expecting cocktails. something that would turn me into a shipwreck or sink me or break my timbers <laughs> or put treasure inside of me. Ooh, that's good. Something. Yeah. More than just like... Sprite. <laughs> Look. It adds life. I mean the coconut. Oh no, that's rum, coke. That's coke. That's that's like kinda tropical shipwrecky. I guess. Yeah. It's a good na- it's a great name. It's a great name. I have no problem with the name. Okay. Okay. Um we got a lot of stuff on the agenda. Is there any administrative corner? <laughs> <laughs> like only a little bit. I just want to put this out. So uh, I tweeted this week, uh, Vink, your camping guide, Vink. Yes, hello. I'm your camping guide, Vink. Yep. And a bunch of people uh, came in to be like, you know, instead of posting this, you should be posting this other stuff. And I just want to tell people, don't tell me what to post on my channel. Yeah. Don't uh, tell anyone what to post on their channel. If you don't like it, post your own stuff. Never mind. And and look, I mean, I get that like we are a haven for um, I have measured the statistics, primarily liberal people uh, who believe in traditional liberal causes like that's something like 98 percent of our audience is politically liberal um, and that you are a place to come to deal with the crappy stuff that's going on in the world. That's what we're here for, that we are here to be a moment to take a breath when you're kind of overwhelmed by all the badness. Watch, uh, watch dogs do completely goofy stuff. But but like we exist to give you a pause because it can't all be incandescent rage all the time because we can't live like that. So you come to us to be like, I need a moment to not have incandescent rage. And so what that means is that I'm not going to post stuff about black lives matter protests i got a bunch of this when like in the summer of 2020 when all the black lives matter protests were going on obviously like we support the black lives matter protest we've donated a lot of money to like organizations around the movement but you don't come to our page to hear about more bad stuff that's going on you come to our page to take a break from being engaged in that and and this week like you know vink helping with camping she's helping with camping i'm not posting your list of abortion resources Everybody on Twitter knows where they can get that. They're not coming to our page for it. It's obviously not that we don't support that and are not suffering our own incandescent rage. That's just not what our page is for. And just because like we're politically aligned with people who are posting that stuff, don't come at me being like, Jen, uh, you should really, really be a responsible ally and post this stuff. That's not what this is for and it's not what people are here for. And I'm not doing it. I do it on my other accounts. I'm not doing it on the Golden Ratio account. It's, it's not that we don't support it. It's that like there's a real valuable service in giving people a space to take a breath and not engage with that kind of content for a minute. And that's what we're for. No. Time and, d- and place. There's don't tell me what to do. Time and place. Nobody tell me what to do. I don't like it. 
It's a fast way to get blocked. There's some kind of reverse psychology opportunity here, but I don't think I'm smart enough to figure it out. <laughs> There's something there. <laughs> anyway, I don't tell you what to do because I value my health. <laughs> All right. Um, we got Wait, that was administrative corner? That's it. I mean, there's just not very much. That week. was a good one. Yeah. I'm very happy with the administrative <laughs> corner. Yes. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of dog updates this week. You keep saying that and it'll be like five minutes, it, six I, minutes tops. I'm not even saying that as long. It's like a, a lot of the dogs are covered. Usually it's like two dogs that we have real updates for. I have d- updates for, I think, everybody except the wacko means. I usually have updates for everyone, but nobody wants to hear them apparently. No, <laughs> no. I, quite to the contrary. I don't want to hear them, but everybody else <laughs> does. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't tell you what to say. <laughs> no. So, uh, Okay. Dog updates. Let's start with Brody. Uh, Brody's elbow continues very slowly to heal because he is an old man. He's slow. His healing is slow. Everything is slow about him. It is so slow. He's a good boy, though. He is. He wants to lick the elbow, which is not good for his healing. He sneaks in licks anytime we have him uncovered. He's uncovered now, but I think he's sleeping. Can you see him, Ingo? Yeah, I can see. He's quite sleeping. So... We're tired of having him in the cone and I had tried putting like the elbow pads on him, but they're not great at like staying in place. And so we have like a sleeve, like a surgical recovery sleeve, which is just kind of like Jersey, like t-shirt material, which totally covers it. It doesn't slip out of place, but he just licks the sleeve Until and it's then wet. the sleeve is soaking wet. And then that's on his elbow that's trying to heal up. So he wins. So he wins. And I was like, I'm going to defeat this system this weekend. <laughs> I almost made Daredevil spin on his dream. Don't challenge Jen to a stubborn off. <laughs> uh, so we have a few of these kind of waterproof-ish dog blankets. There, there are some that are like actually waterproof and have like a plastic bag kind of layer in the middle. These aren't those, but they're they're quite waterproof. And we don't use them for anything. Like we have different blankets for the couch. Like they have served purposes in their past. And it seems like we don't want to throw them out, but they yeah. just kind of sit around. I think they were for other dogs with kidney problems and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, well, we got some of these. I'm going to cut part of this blanket off and sew it as like a lining on the inside of the arm. Such a good idea. So I was like, well, I don't need to cover the whole inside of the arm. I can just do part. And of course, Brody then got the thing to swivel around. So the unlined part was over the thing. So then I was like, oh, no. So I went in and I like re... Round two of yep. stubborn off. <laughs> Added more, more lining. So now it's fully like fleece lined on the inside. And he still sometimes tries to lick the sleeve, but he can't get the thing. It's wet on the outside and he thinks he's won, but he has not won. Dry on the inside. I so it is It is continuing to heal. It's not the two steps back, one step forward kind of thing. <coughs> I mean, he's been licking that thing all his life. Oh, yeah. Poor, I mean, certainly since that uh, that tumor's been there, which has been maybe most of the time we've had him. Yeah. That he's had a raw spot on there for a long time. Yeah, we always thought it was just because he was lying on it or scraped it on the cement or whatever, right? Yeah. So anyway, I'm just impressed with my own ingenuity on that one. I am too. It's very impressive. <laughs> Brody's Brody has mixed feelings because he's impressed, but it also comes at a cost to him. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nacho and Remy had a fight. You were not here. Where were you recently? Downstairs, maybe. 
Was it just the loudness? I don't loudness? think you were actually in the state. What? Were you out of state? I picked up the car. Yeah. In Maryland. When did you get home with that? I don't know. Today, it's, yesterday, it's three years ago. Together. I think Friday. It was, Didn't I come on Friday? I think that's right. While you were in Maryland, um, Remy and Nacho had a fight. They were doing their normal kind of play fighting and somebody got a hold of somebody else. And then the other person took exception and they kind of went at it. And uh, I, fortunately, I was standing right next to them. And extra fortunately, I had all the doors and windows closed because I screamed at them at the top of my lungs. I was like kicking feet out. <laughs> I, I mean, because like, what do you like? They were on each other and they were not letting. I mean, they were really going. Um, and usually me screaming like if a like if I just scream like a really loud like at them, they will stop. And they were not stopping. Oh, wow. so I was just like screaming at them kicking whichever dog was closest to me to try to get them to load didn't work i had to pick somebody up i think i picked up nacho and and remy still like lunged at him and like grabbed a mouthful of him while i was carrying nacho to throw him out on the porch i carried nacho throwed him out on the porch picked up remy threw him in a different room closed the doors and i was like everybody's just gonna sit there for a minute (laughs) think about what you've done I mean, nobody, there was no damage. No skin was broken, no bleeding. Nobody seemed hurt. They were both kind of fine afterwards, but it was not good. No, and that's, uh, that's scary for you too, because you you broke up a fight once and got bit. You sure did. Um, By yeah. your own dog, Kay? I stuck my hand in her mouth to keep her from biting somebody oh. else. Uh, I did that. I've done that a second time, stuck my hand in the mouth recently. of some dog. Yeah, recently. I did not stick my hand in anybody's mouth this time. They they had mouthfuls of each other. I was just trying to, you know, I didn't kick them to do damage, but was hard enough to move them to be like, hey, get distracted from that. Like a push work. with your foot. Yeah. yeah. No, I ended up picking him up. and st- I mean, the only reason that I got Nacho off is I think he like let go to try to get a better grip and <laughs> I mean, it was not good mm. uh fortunately since then like they both seem to have taken a lesson from it and have been way gentler and we're also more careful like as they start getting wound up to step in and be like okay like everybody's gonna shake that out and take a minute um you know make sure like if one of them i mean nacho's always into it if remy's d- it's like mm, like maybe not right now to separate them out yeah nacho kind of he comes out of the gate i mean you open the his crate in the morning and he just comes out sprinting and like starts to just roughhouse with remy and remy i think often needs more time to warm up and get excited yeah it's just like someone jumping on and biting him which would irritate me too yeah so it's it's not a it's not a super stressful situation because this is it's not like they have tension between them like it was just kind of an incident that got out of hand, but it was not fun. Nacho's just a, he's still really a puppy, but he's yeah. just giant for being he's a so puppy. Big. Yeah. 95 pounds, man. He's a big one. All right. So then we have individual updates on both Nacho and Remy. Which would you like to do first? Nacho alphabetically. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so Nacho had his vet visit right when we got him a few weeks ago. And our vet finally talked to the surgeon, who's the same surgeon that amputated Hopper's leg, about uh, doing a TBLO on Remy, on Nacho, and to fix his problem with his cruciate ligament, which he definitely has. Like, we looked at the x-rays, and you can tell that, like, 
one of his knees like there's no space between the bones anymore um even though he seems kind of fine he runs around he swims he doesn't limp like he walks a little stiff stiff Uh, there's something going on yeah um and obviously i mean he was given up for that but we've got him on kind of decent pain management he goes for walks twice a day he goes for swims he's never kind of limpy at the end like maybe he's a little slow but that could just also be because we get him tired so he's not he's not really suffering with this condition he's not in pain with his condition Mm -hmm. is eventually going to have to get fixed and and the surgeon was like i'm not all that impressed with what's going on in these x-rays like it doesn't seem all that bad to me at this point he's in so our vet she's like so you know he's like we could sedate nacho do another set of x-rays where we can really kind of manipulate his legs um you know get way better pictures and send him off to a radiologist and i was like or we could not because he's fine you know like eventually we're obviously gonna have to do something about this but like why are we gonna like you know sedate him put him out take all these things spend all this money on these x-rays when like he's living a perfectly fine happy pain-free life at this point with the pain management yeah and it's it's not like the first x-rays didn't show anything they kind of showed that there is a problem but we see his behavior and we're like well it's not acute right now and so the x-rays are just going to confirm that that they're going to they're going to say oh there's a problem well okay (laughs) But he you still know. runs around, yeah. uh, like he runs around a lot and jumps and plays and swims and goes for walks and isn't having any problems. So like, we're going to have to do those x-rays when he eventually tears something. Yeah. We're not going to preemptively do surgery on him. And so let's just do the x-rays when he starts being uncomfortable and not do them before. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I agree. I mean, if he shows any signs of limping of or favoring it or whatever... Then we then we take action. But right now it's just seem yeah, I think let's just see. And it could be six months, right? I mean it could be soon. That's, that's right. Okay. It could be really soon. It, it you know, I mean sometimes these are things that like it's progressively is gonna get slower. I mean Voods was like that. Voods had a partial tear when we got him and he definitely got worse limping on that knee until we did the surgery and like we sort of forget how much he limped because his mobility sucked also after the surgery, but he didn't limp on it after the surgery. And I was watching snaps from, you know, like when we got him and I was like, wow, like he really limped quite a bit on that leg. Yeah. He had a lot of things going on, but after the surgery, he had one less thing going on. Yeah. So yeah, Nacho could progressively just have more problems with it or he could, jump one day and tear it and then he's not going to put any weight on that leg and then we do the surgery that day um yeah but like why are you going to do surgery on a dog who's not having any disruptions not any pain like he's on a you know an anti-inflammatory and uh gabapentin every day and it keeps him pain-free and so let's do that and let him keep having a good time until he needs something more serious. Yeah, and the surgeon was on board with that. The the sort yeah. of the X-rays were sort of an additional idea he had, but it wasn't like that would determine surgery either if if he's otherwise okay. Yeah, this is not us going like, well, we don't want to spend the money on him until it's time. This is like all the vets are like, so how about we not do anything until he's actually having problems? Yeah, and it's I'm like, conservative. That seems right. Yeah, because there is always a risk, right? What if they what if they don't get it right and it's 
you know, it makes it comp. There's complications and stuff. I, I mean, no surgery is safer than surgery in terms of unknowns. Yeah. I, that was very badly said, but anyway. <laughs> I know. Surgery has risks. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's the Nacho update. So that's pretty good news. Remy, on the other hand, so while Inga was in Maryland, I had all three dogs outside and Remy swam over to the neighbor's house and I had all three dogs. I was, it's not like I wasn't watching him. I was standing there and he swam over to the neighbor's house and I was yelling at him and undeterred and undeterrable. Yep. And he's like, no, I'm going over here. So I managed to get Nacho back in and, and then I had this whole thing, like trying to get Nacho and Guac out of the water locked into some containment unit somewhere downstairs because i had to go get remy who is now wandering around in the neighbor's yard the neighbors aren't there but still it was quite a fiasco but i went over and i got remy and i dragged him back home and so when ingo got back i was like ingo remy is now escaping over to the neighbor's house like pretty brazenly not not like oh he snuck away when we weren't watching like he walked away and I was like, Remy, get back over. And he was like, fuck you. No, I'm going to the neighbor's house. And he just, just swims. Does and not keeps care swimming. at all. Doesn't even look around. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, so I know this because. <laughs> <laughs> so he did it to Ingo also. He sure did. And I was like, okay, uh, this happens. Ingo, no, let's not take out more than one dog. And uh, they all were out there again. And swam away and i just looked out and ingo's just standing there i was like what the away. hell do i do what am i supposed to do <laughs> jump in and swim paralyzed with like I, there's a lot going on right now and nacho nacho was following remy yeah hops was in the water and i was just like what now and i was like do something about this and <laughs> kayak and he's swim, like I, I don't know what to do and i was like <sighs> get him yeah, to get him. So, so I ended I, up getting a kayak and and seeing if I could catch him if he was on the water. Which I couldn't because he him. was all the way at the end of the street, across the street, in somebody else's yard. Yeah, he'd gone up someone's dock or or boat ramp and was now wandering around the streets. Yeah. Well, the, the cul-de-sac street, so, but dead end street. Yes. Yeah. Remy is now on super double secret probation because he's done it three times. So now he has learned he can escape without consequence, basically. Yeah. Um, so the consequence is he's not allowed to go out and swim with the rest of the dogs anymore. He has to be individually supervised. And even the playing has to be, I, I can only have two dogs out. Yeah. I mean, he can play with Nacho, closely supervised, or he can, you know, hang out and, and play with Guac, closely supervised, but not, I can't introduce Nacho too, because Nacho just kind of wanders off. Nacho loves the dock. Mm-hmm. and is quite comfortable going down the ramp by himself to just hang out and look around. And maybe swim away. W- yeah, he can be persuaded to come back with a ball, at least, if it's just him. Yep. Um, or if Guac's around. But, um, you know, he, he was just following Remy because Remy friggin' was on some kind of mission. Yeah. Sad. Sad. You can't have nice things because you do bad things you're a bad dog remy no you're a good dog but also bad but you do bad things (laughs) (laughs) okay um hopper we talked about her gross ear infection we got the culture back from the gross ear infection and she has three different microbes poor dog's a science experiment and she has a yeast infection in her bits so she's got funguses she's got yeasts (laughs) she's got (laughs) <laughs> uh, bacterias three different kinds of bacterias uh. and I was talking to the vet and she's like so 
these are the bacteria. Fortunately, none of them are MRSA. Um, she's like, one of them only responds to like an oral antibiotic, <laughs> not a topical. She's like, one of them responds to a topical, but is only available as an eye drop. <laughs> So we may be able to give you the eye drops and then you can put them in her ears. <laughs> she's like, I don't really know what to do. Finding new ways, man. Just finding new ways. So anyway, now she's on the, the vet was like, what antibiotics do you have? And I was like, I got this one, this one. She's like, okay, like you can give her Simplicef. That'll take care of two of them, but it won't take care of the third one. And I'm talking to the dermatologist to see if we have to put the eye drops in her ears. <laughs> but apparently there's a <laughs> triple antibiotic eardrop that will cover the one that's not covered by the oral antibiotics. So now she's on oral antibiotics and topical eardrops to address her ear infection. And she's going to be on prednisone? And they also want to put her on steroids to bring down the inflammation in her ears, but she can't start the steroids until she's been off of anti-inflammatories for three days, which she has been on carprofen for a while. She needs to be on it because she gets real sore. And so tonight we stopped the anti-inflammatories and then on this weekend we will start the prednisone to also help with the ear infections. And then we got some wipes for her bits to deal with the yeast infection. And then hopefully the prednisone will help with the inflammation down there too. She would be a whole semester's worth of lab, like hopper 102. Mm, so much. You can, you can culture this and you can <laughs> probe this and you can take a sample of this and you can call, you know, oh my you, God. Can, you can shave this and you can do this. She is a freaking science experiment, walking science experiment. And she had... A problem this weekend where probably from swimming, but maybe from something else, she clearly pulled a muscle in her shoulder. Yeah. Uh, which is real bad because if she, she only a, has one, mm -hmm, if she pulls a muscle in the back legs. It's real hard for get to her to get around. If she pulls one in the front leg, there's only one <laughs> and she cannot hold herself up. Uh, Go ahead. So, you know, she was trying to walk and kind of tripping on her front leg and then, you know, trying to catch herself. I had to carry her around a bit. Dear dad, of course, was not here for this. And, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Of course I had to carry that dog. I mean, she's lighter than the what other do you mean, dogs. Of course still. I was not around for it this. It would have been more convenient to have you to help with the carry. Uh, that's, all. that's, I love carrying her. That's what, that's all I mean. Yes. Yes. I love carrying any and all dogs. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying like you were avoiding it. I'm just saying like, man, a dog needed to be carried. And the guy who likes to carry dogs was not here. Just yeah. my luck. Just my luck too. Um, so I actually had called the emergency vet and I was like, I don't think I need to bring her in because she just has a pulled muscle here. You know, I'm, I have given her the medicines that we normally give for that. Is there anything else? And, uh, the vet called me back and he's like, you know, I think those things are good, but we got this new like therapeutic laser. You should come in and do the therapeutic laser. And I was like, great, we've done therapeutic laser. Some of the dogs it's really helped. Some it hasn't. And when I talked to the vet about it, she's like, you know, I've had like non-impressive results with lasers before, but we get this new laser and the new <laughs> laser is really amazing. And dear dad, what are you doing? He's, he's taking, you're making content as we're podcasting, making other content. Graphic design is my passion. <laughs> <laughs> taking pictures of Guac. <laughs> it is funny. Guac's asleep with the blue eye in his mouth. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, so anyway, she's very impressed with the new laser. And so apparently there's like a protocol for orthopedic laser treatments. It's like three times in the first week. And then I think it's twice a week for two weeks. And then it's like once a month or something. Yeah, we're still in the three times. Yeah. So you have been taking her to the laser treatments. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, the laser, I thought it'd be like a MRI or something where it's just giant loud oh. machine yeah no but it's actually like it's an like a, a little bit bigger than an old cd discman very um, dated reference there and it has a well you have to be have been alive for like four specific years if to you have know used a you know <laughs> <laughs> it's not huge and uh and then it has like a wand attached to it that has the laser and then you put on laser blocking sunglasses and it just heats up their their bits i guess they're whatever you're aiming it at yeah yeah does stuff i don't really know how therapeutic lasers work but it like it has a little screen it has a little picture of a dog and it shows you where to put the wand yeah and shows you how many passes to make and it tracks it pretty well it's like kind of like a video game but there's an actual dog at the other end but you know it's fairly seems like it's fairly sophisticated yeah and uh, uh, yeah according to the vet this one really works uh, a lot better than the other one that she used to have so that would be great because we got to keep hops moving. It was funny because she does like the the hips. She's like everything that might be needed. Yeah. You know, but then good. she also felt Hopper's shoulder yesterday and was like, oh, no, that does feel warm and tight. I mean, she clearly has pulled something. We'll do the shoulder and then she does the elbow. And today I was like, do, are we getting the right shoulder? And they kind of looked at me and I was like she only has one shoulder because <laughs> <laughs> she was lying on her shoulder right <laughs> all right <laughs> oh you didn't tell me that part. <laughs> are we sure is she on the shoulder that we need and they're like no there's only one shoulder <laughs> this is the one this is it <laughs> they were nice about it but i was like oh yeah <laughs> obviously <laughs> oh that's good so that's hop she's getting her stuff treated um she her little hole has healed up from her abscess though so she can go swimming again yeah her hair is nice. going back she's getting fluffier again yep uh the final bit of dog updates is all right so vink is obsessed with the iguanas and the iguanas are big that live in our house well i mean they don't live in the house they live in our our property yeah they're smaller than vink but not by much <laughs> If, I mean, if you measured head to tail, oh yeah, mm, about the same size as Vink. Some I of think them. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, body definitely smaller, but they weigh like a good thirty pounds. Those iguanas. They're, I mean, depending on the size, there's like juveniles that are tiny. I wonder. I mean, you, maybe they're more like birds, where they're like hollower. I don't know. I mean, like I saw one fall off a dinosaurs. tree once, and it seemed to make like a big <laughs> thunk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're big ass iguanas. Uh, yeah. The body part's a good two feet long, like not counting the tail. They're big. And she, and they hang out in the yard by the fruit trees, which is like right at the bottom of the stairs. So she oftentimes in the day will like go to the front door and be like, meef, meef. And you let her out and she stands at the top of the stairs, real alert, looking down for the iguanas that are in the yard by the fruit trees. Yep. And then if she sees one, she kind of hurls herself down the <laughs> stairs. There's no bunny hop. It's mm -mm. full on just launch. Yeah. Um, and chases them and they always like run under the fence or run up the tree. One, she chased one along the fence and it jumped into the water until this last week. She went down those stairs and she got between the iguana and the water and the iguana headed for the water and Vink caught the iguana. In her mouth. In her mouth 
big open mouth with an iguana in it. I, of course, was horrified. I did not want her to catch the iguana. And I was like, Vang! And like that was enough to get her to just loosen her mouth. And I'm sure the thing was like freaking out and Wiggling and scratching. That she dropped it and... They chased each other back and forth because she was between it and the water. So it kind of ran towards the front yard and she'd run a little bit and then it would run towards the background. And she'd be like, no, no, I cut you off oh. here. Back and forth, back and forth. And eventually it just yum, darted past her. Into the water. Into the water. And they swim super fast. Oh, they're like snakes yeah. underwater. Yeah. Uh, and so Vink, of course, jumped in the water after it, but she couldn't see it. So she just swam around in circles. So it would not come. Yeah, it was I sent. had to... I had to get a stick, like a branch that had fallen off of our gumbo limbo tree and poke her with it to try to get her to <laughs> get over here. Stop it. That's why that stick is there. That's why that's there. Cause I was poking Vink with it because she wouldn't listen to me. She's like, where's the iguana? And I was like, oh, get no. over here. She's poke, like, poke. Don't bother me with this stick thing. <laughs> don't worry. It's not an iguana. This is like the greatest day in Vink's life. I, nothing will ever be as exciting for her as that day. I, unless it's breakfast or waffles <laughs> or any other meal but 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 short of a food she had an iguana in her mouth yep that's epic big ass iguana that's not a little epic. baby one and yeah. as kind of we would have predicted didn't know what to do with it yep yep that's exactly right <laughs> what happens when the dog catches the car yeah mm. that's uh, great but that's that's yeah. why she's so excited now still oh yeah now she's like, like now i can catch him i could do it again so so that's that. Um, oh, and this wasn't on my list, but Brody's birthday is tomorrow. So we're recording on Tuesday. Tomorrow is Brody's 12th birthday. Big old man. Good job, CBGB. He's slowing down, but he's still chomping on his pizza slices. Still enjoys a pizza slice, still rolls on his back and s- until he sneezes. Yep. <laughs> so that's it for dog updates. Those are, these were good ones. Good yeah, ones. They, it was pretty extensive this week. I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, I have one, two, three, four, five stories under ramblings. This is the best day ever. I'm thinking maybe we put some of these in a bonus podcast for the super followers and don't do all of them on the regular podcast. I don't know. I don't know those these stories. I'm not the person to ask about these strategic choices because I'm choosing blind. Just uh, pick some good ones for pizza. All right, all right. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick one. We'll save the other ones for the super follower podcast. All right. Um, which you can get if you super follow us or if you uh, follow us on Patreon. It's actually easier to get the podcast if you follow us on Patreon. But whatever, it's the same for us. <laughs> all right. So a few people have suggested this week. They're like, you know, it would be better at Wimbledon is if they had ball uh, golden retrievers fetching the balls <sighs> instead of people. Oh my friends, it has been tried. The Daily Star. In the UK says bid to replace Wimbledon ball boys with dogs flopped as they didn't return them. Well, that's a guac problem. Tennis chiefs decided humans were quicker than dogs in returning tennis balls because the pooches demanded treats before they would drop the balls after (laughs) collecting them. A bid to replace Wimbledon ball boys and girls with trained dogs flopped when the pooches refused to give the balls back. A nearby local tennis club tried to teach the mutts to fetch stray balls and return them at lightning speed. But though they hurtled after them, the hounds refused to drop them and had to be bribed with treats. Tennis chiefs decided humans were quicker. The experiment was conducted at Wilton Tennis Club, where the pooches underwent a series of speed and agility tests, including running up and down the court and high jumping over the net. That would make Wimbledon way better. Yeah, no kidding. So 
at our house in Maryland, we live kind of just around the corner from a little like neighborhood park and it has a tennis court in it. Hard, hard top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with a big, tall fence around it. So it's just a single court and you can't really make reservations. A lot of the county courts you can reserve for a particular time, but this is just like show up there and play. And like, if you were a real tennis person, it would be annoying because a lot of times there's like kids in there, like riding their bikes around and stuff. And or you, us. Uh, well, I'm getting to us. Uh, but I mean, we've showed up times before where there's like, you know, five kids and their tricycles and it's like, um, we're going to play tennis in here. People you got to kick them out. Like a big kid cage. Yeah. yeah it's got, cause yeah. it's fenced all the way around. So you can just, if you close the door, your kids will stay in there. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a playground literally like next to the tennis court. Oh, there's wow. like tennis court and a little paved strip path and then playground. Um, but so Ingo and I would go play tennis and we would bring Hopper with us and, uh, close the gate and then hopper would just be there while we're playing tennis so we're playing a regular game of tennis <laughs> but hops would try to get the ball so like i'd be like serve the ball and she'd like run over to ingo's <laughs> side and then he'd return the ball she'd run over to my side and yeah. if hopper ever got the ball she got the point yes so times sometimes it would be like 15 for me 30 for gr dad 15 for hops oh yeah totally uh, she would sometimes jump and intercept it like she very rarely tried but to get she's it. I think at least more than once she actually intercepted it in in mid. I mean, yep. neither of us are pros, so we don't hit it 80 miles an hour. Yeah. But she would grab it. Yes. Yeah. So she she never won a game. She definitely <laughs> interfered many times. It was it's a much more difficult game of tennis with the dog. And involved. she also didn't want to give it up. I mean, that was sort of a lost ball for us for a little while. She'd carry. Oh around. yeah, yeah. So We'd bring a fresh can every time, so we always had three. Because she would, and they'd be real soggy by the end. Because you know, <laughs> yeah, you get all of them. but it's good because you can see if the ball's in or out because it leaves a wet mark <laughs> for you know all those disputed calls that we had. I think it's like an underrated part of tennis is like just having a dog as part of the game. And I have points. a comment on this story too. They obviously weren't trained well. You can train dogs to give up the to give yeah. up the ball. Mm-hmm. And who are these tennis chiefs? What's a chief? I don't know much about tennis. I, don't, I think it's just a made-up term. This is like the chiefs of this tennis club or something. Well. Also, were, you th- were they using mutts or were they using golden retrievers? Well, there's a picture of a golden retriever. That's not a mutt. Wimbledon bosses were urged to consider using canines instead of kids, says the thing. And it's got a golden retriever. They're wearing uh, two little sweatbands on their arm. Oh, well, that's official. Arms. That's because it, they're officials. And it's sitting in a tennis court, and it's got a tennis ball in its mouth. Uh, I think they, they didn't follow through with this. This is my complaint with, uh, you know, Wiley Coyote, too. Try, don't just try everything once until it, and it, has, it fails once. Fix that one point of failure, and then you can do it. There is a read more suggestion in kind of the middle of this article with the headline stunning former Wimbledon star posed nude and she admitted <laughs> my legs are the best part. Should we click on this? No, that has nothing to do with dogs. That has nothing to do with dogs. How do you know? Because on her only no dog oh. is a Wimbledon fa- is a Wimbledon thing. Oh. I was going to say, there she is, and she's just wearing like a pretty modest red dress, but then she's naked, but then it's on ESPN Magazine. Oh, it's the body cover. issue. Yeah. So she's not showing anything. What's her name? Who Who is that? Uh, Wimbledon star, not Daniela Wimbledon. Daniela Hunt. 
Tuchova. Took the brave decision to bear all for the camera. Oh, when she was on the cover of ESPN's Body Issue. They made it sound like she had an OnlyFans. No, this is like a legitimate thing that athletes do. Male athletes do it too. Yeah, I know, I know. It's good. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Anyway, there you go. We'll save the other four or five of those and do them on a bonus pod for the Patreons and Super followers. Dog stories, not Wimbledon They're all dog related. Daniel Hanchova. There's no other tennis related (laughs) ones as far as I know. Okay, I'm in. Um, Do you want to do German Word of the Week or Taste of the Keys? German Word of the Week to alternate because you've talked a lot. Maybe you should rest your tongue. Yeah, let's do that. Let it hang out like nacho. <laughs> like a big slab of meat. <laughs> That's attractive. Um, the word of the week is, I think we've talked about some of this before, but Spargelschale Maschine. Ah, that's so good. <laughs> Somebody sent uh, or, or added me in a picture that they have in a German grocery store um, right now where it's a free asparagus peeling machine. Because if you get the white asparagus, you have to peel it yeah. Like along its length, right? You don't just have to chop the ends off or anything. You have to actually peel the outside off because it's kind of woody. Um, and so they have a machine in this grocery store, and maybe this isn't unique, where you just put it in there and it, and it you know, peels it off for you. Spargelschälmaschine. <laughs> it's pretty good. And it's right in line with the... Because I was just in Germany, what, a month like ago? two weeks ago. month ago, <laughs> two weeks ago. And they it was still asparagus season, white Spargled asparagus side. season. So I had some spagel with melted butter and yep. pretty much a lot of melted butter. That's a anything that's a vehicle for melted butter, it's gonna be good. I mean yeah. And it's delicious. So spagel machine. That's pretty good. I hate like peeling vegetables like with a peeler, the normal kind of Yeah. Like yeah. And and I mean pain. if you you don't want it too much, use too much because it's like precious asparagus you lose right? the spargel then you use yeah. the spargel like if you peeled potatoes too much you use p- lose i don't peel potatoes precious potato <laughs> <laughs> i've heard there's Tell a big, your mom big cultural divide there <laughs> all right yeah there's my german word spargel shale machina yeah for spargel zeit spargel it means spargel i think we've done that as german word of the week i think before. we have or we've at least talked about the fascination germans have for their white asparagus yeah, yes i like the green okay mm. uh <laughs> this taste of the keys is it's just a little one it's just a tweet by our friend gwen Filosa. yeah this keys dog was safely taken into custody by the monroe county sheriff after running around like a lunatic for an hour amid traffic and also diving into a canal the dog <laughs> is quote awaiting court on a charge of being a rascal a sheriff spokesman said a rascal. And it's got a picture of like this sheriff's deputy with this cute dog. Old looking dog. Like it's, a white faced old dog. This is an ancient old man of a dog. He's not running around like a lunatic fast. Maybe he was running around like a drunken lunatic. <laughs> uh, he's got like, he's kind of a blackish dog. They said he's a Weimaraner. He mm. maybe is like a Weimaraner lab mix. <laughs> he's a cut rate Weimaraner. Yeah, it doesn't. I. I, I would mean, never have said the, that was Ryan no, Reiner. He, no. uh, but he's like mostly black. He's TJ Maxx wine around our table. <laughs> he's like, if you go there, the grab bag wine around our table. Go ahead. He's got a real salt and pepper face and like white tips on his toes. Yeah, he's that's a real not wine They don't have white tips on their, anyway. No. 
Anyway, he looks real good. He was reunited with his owners because I was like, I'll take that dog. But his owners came and got him. He was running around on like Route 1, wasn't it? I mean, it's like a major. This is the major road. I don't know. I guess if it's in mid-traffic, it has to be on Route 1. There's no traffic That's anywhere else. Traffic. And then it jumped into a canal. <laughs> to elude police. Uh, I mean, he Remy was charged with that? resisting arrest. Yeah. Well, yeah, Remy and Nacho would just jump in. He looks pretty good here, so. Oh, they're there taking go. good care of him. I mean, yeah. good for the, uh, again, good for the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. They are, they seem like they're reasonable guys. Yeah. And women officers, deputies. Indeed. All right. I think that's it. Oh, no. Hang on a second. Hang on. All right. Before we move on. Uh, to the end from Taste of the Keys someone had said and your you comment just reminded me of this someone's like wouldn't it be a thing if Gwen Filosa wrote about Deputy Hradecki <laughs> just like people that they don't know they've only heard like it from the podcast one hero writing about another hero <laughs> and so I was like Gwen reports on the keys. I bet she's got some story with Deputy Hradecki. And so I searched and there is indeed a story from 2018 by Gwen Filosa that includes Deputy Hradecki. But it's that. not about him. It's not like... Well, he's he, in it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's not like a profile of him. It's just he's in it. Yeah. So this is the July 24th, 2018 Miami Herald story by Gwen Filosa. The headline is, A man calls 911 to say this, colon, Deputies are idiots. <laughs> That's not an emergency, sir. A Chicago man visiting the Keys made some bad Chicago. calls when dealing with police. Gary Christian, 56, called 911 early on July 22nd and told dispatchers, quote, sheriff's deputies are idiots, according to the arrest report. Monroe County deputies said Christian had called 911 earlier to demand a ride home from the Marathon restaurant where he had been kicked out for being drunk and disorderly, reports state. <laughs> deputies responded to the Marathon alehouse on Overseas Highway at 12.36 a.m. to find Christian, who approached them and said, what the fuck is going on? He said that to the deputies? That's what deputies should be telling him. <laughs> a deputy called for a cab and thought Christian was on his way, but that didn't work. Quote, Gary was subsequently brought back to the alehouse after being belligerent to the cab driver. Deputy Corbin Fredecki wrote in a report. He tried to be super nice. He called the guy a cab. Yep. He didn't give him a ride in a police cruiser. Alehouse employees told deputies Christian was outside disturbing customers and they wanted him cited for trespassing. When told this, Christian reportedly said, quote, I'm a millionaire. I own three separate properties <laughs> on Cocoa Plum. I'm going to sue all of you. Oh, my goodness. Told he had to leave or be arrested for trespassing. Christian walked outside on the sidewalk and said he was no longer on the property. Come arrest me. Fuck you, he said, according <laughs> to the report. What a nice man. He sounds nice. <laughs> Christian began walking north of the restaurant and deputies left. An hour later, Christian called 911 to say he needed a ride home from deputies <laughs> who met him at 69th Street and told him not to call 911 again. At 2.25 a.m., Christian called 911 to tell operators deputies are idiots and he was going to sue the sheriff's office, police said. He was arrested and charged with misdemeanor use of the 911 system. To and if this were in conch life, it would say he was taken to jail. I, if if it were my newsletter, I'd say he was arrested for being a dumbass. Yeah, he I sure mean, was. Come on, he he could have just taken that cab home, and just vented it home, right? At one of his three houses that he has, apparently. A, a million, he's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. 
There you go. Anyway, that makes Horadeki look even better. Call him a cab. Yeah, he didn't arrest him. He nope. didn't rough him up. He just like was like, you know, you seem like a frustrated old man. I'm going to call you a cab. <laughs> well, there you go. Excellent. It, so it's, it's all coming together. Our it's little like world. Taste of the keys and then like vintage taste of the keys. Yeah. I mean, this is just another sign that there's not that many people in the keys. Yeah. There's only a few people <laughs> and they all connect in weird ways. Like I keep seeing the same car. Like, oh, yeah. We see that shark that car all the like time. The black hood. But there's also that hammerhead one that mm -hmm. has like a leg sticking out the front. Yeah. You know, you just see it all the time. It's very small it's a little place it's small all right i think that's it for this week this, if you say that i'm not going to disagree because i value my health <laughs> <laughs> well until next week everyone slava ukraini and don't put anyone unless they ask you to that's right whatever she says bye bye, bye.